0: Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode, we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question. What do you got? What do you got?
1: what do you got what do you got and we are rolling Woo-hoo, here we go right. and we're live Welcome back everybody to rob and nick in the morning it is three o'clock just
0: a bit outside <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> um thank you for joining us everybody if you are joining us if you're not then it doesn't matter because you're not listening to this uh, we Are you having an existential crisis on air? Always. Uh, <laughs> name one time I'm not. Uh, we Unfortunately, we wanted to get to this uh, this episode on time last week, but of course, it's 2020. And on top of everything that happened, the world decided to throw a hurricane at us in Jersey. And, uh, you know, some of us lost power for a while, and it made it a little bit difficult to, uh, to get everything recorded and ready. Yeah. We could have podcasted by candlelight, but I, well, that's just a conversation. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have been there. We would have. It would have been nice. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but we prefer to do this where you guys can listen in and uh and uh enjoy what we give you. Uh so that was a little threatening. <laughs> it was, well, Just a little, a little threatening. A little bit too much actually. <laughs> I take it back. Oh. Enjoy oh. what we do. Is that better? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to NPR Radio. This is Rob and Nick we're going to be talking about. No, Nick, we don't want to get inside people's ears too much. They don't like it. (laughs) All right. Before people shut us off, Rob, why don't you get us into this week's article? Because uh, in the last episode, you did hint at what it was uh, and what you said was. Food. Yes, this is true. So
1: Nick and I are, are, are big lovers of the food and restaurant world. Uh, you can check out some of Nick's fine photography of food from various <laughs> restaurants, in fact. Uh,
0: <laughs> NickWolfPhoto.com, if anyone's interested.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, I went looking for interesting stories about uh, kitchens and restaurant life and, and things of that nature, because I, uh, I worked in a nice upscale restaurant for a long time as well. As many people of my generation had to.
0: Including myself. Yeah. (laughs) We both have worked in the restaurant industry. I ended up working for five years in the web design industry, specializing in restaurants, food photography. Rob's worked in the restaurant industry for a long time.
1: Uh, And, uh, you know, I I love the the works of Anthony Bourdain and other things like that. And so uh, what I eventually stumbled upon uh, was uh, a really excellent piece of investigative reporting by uh, Laura Riley of the Tampa Bay Times. Um, And it's a great expose, essentially, on how restaurants were, probably still are, Mm -hmm. you know, they can get away with it, um, kind of bilking people uh, out of their money into into thinking that they are getting, uh, like, vegetables farm-to-table. Like, we have a relationship Mm -hmm. with this local farm, and you're getting... Right from there to to our pantry. Freshest ingredients. Yeah, uh, you know, great uh, uh, fish coming in from special markets, great cuts of meat. And uh, as always happens in these things, really when you get people to believe it, they can taste it. And the only reason these things started to come out was people just got suspicious. And somebody just flat out called a farm and was like... Do you know this restaurant? They talk a lot about like how they get all their vegetables from you and you have this, a great relationship and you give them like the choice peppers and they're like nah who? <laughs> and this whole thing just absolutely blew open. And just, it's it's almost an example of modern hipster culture of yeah. like people love farm to table. People love choice organic cuts of meat that are only fed grass and yeah. It's, it's
0: the avocado toast you don't realize isn't avocado. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying <laughs> to you know, you know they have these taglines
1: local simple and honest and you know they're getting their their food from the same factory suppliers as mm-hmm. every other restaurant does uh you know let's this is a great quote more often than not those things are fairy tales a long list of tampa bay restaurants are willing to capitalize on our hunger for the story it's it it goes on it's a very long article i do recommend it uh, i love investigative journalism uh, just a yeah. couple of the quotes. Uh, if you eat food, you're being lied to every day. The it, food supply chain is so vast and so complicated, yeah. it's yielded extra virgin olive oil that's actually colored sunflower oil, Parmesan cheese bulked up with wood pulp, and horse meat, And a horse meat scandal that for a while rendered IKEA outings Swedish meatball
0: free. Which that alone right there is a movie. Yeah. Um, because yeah, these aren't the, regulated terms. The, this is one of this is a a fine piece of investigative reporting, and again, these are all things you guys have seen before. You know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a newly opened restaurant. And you see on the menu, you know, farm-to-table, farm-fresh, locally-grown ingredients. You see all this stuff, but what's to stop them from actually not doing that? I mean, anyone can put those words on a menu. It doesn't mean anything. Yep, yeah. uh, Mermaid Tavern in
1: Seminole Heights, Florida. The restaurant's tagline is Death to Pretenders, and one of the appetizers is the Fuck Monsanto Salad. <laughs> Monsanto, if you're in need of a reminder, has come under fire for innovations such as Agent Orange, Roundup, and genetically modified foods. Uh, The menu says, oh, we're free of hormones, yada, yada, all these different sustainable things. During Tampa Bay Beer Week, I stopped in to eat. Do you make the cheese curds here, I asked. (laughs) Yeah, said the bartender. Everything here is made from scratch. Well, it's not. Those cheese curds arrive in a box. (laughs) The fish and chips, which the menu says uses wild, freshly caught Alaskan pollock, are made from frozen Chinese pollock treated with sodium a uh i can't pronounce this a common preservative
0: you, you all know these what things it reminds me of it reminds me of the movie waiting when they're watching the training video mm-hmm. when uh when uh john francis daly's watching the training video and it's saying like all of our all of our dishes are perfectly fresh and well preserved blah, blah blah and then it's just cut to the kitchen and they're taking out this shitty frozen uh, <laughs> uh birthday cake that's just slapped on the table yep. you know <laughs>
1: fucking molten lava cake.
0: <laughs> Which they actually, uh, Laura uh, mentions that in this article.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, granted, in that scenario, it has to be frozen. The ganache has right, to be frozen yes, yeah.
0: or it's not going to be lava cake. Anyways, Nick and I should not get too deep into the particulars of food. <laughs> but Because um, we can go even deeper. I can talk to you about the cool ins and outs of food photography, what's real, what's not, and what's, you know, filled with toothpicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this, this one is a very long article. Very long. Definitely the longest one we have. But again, it is a it is a fine piece of investigative reporting, so we highly recommend that you do read it. As always, it will be linked in the description of this episode. Um, so, without further ado, let's get straight down to it. Rob, what do you got? So, uh, as
1: I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain, uh, the late great chef and writer. Uh, he first, you know, exploded into the public consciousness with uh, an article and later book uh, titled Kitchen Confidential which was people's first real look behind the scenes of what goes on at restaurants. Even these very upscale, highly touted restaurants, stories mm-hmm. of drug use and manipulation of food and hatred of customers mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. Uh, the by stuff the guys. behind
0: the kitchen, that's great.
1: Yeah, from the guys who are standing in front of the burner. Um, I absolutely fell in love with, with his work from that. And actually, I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of what I'm taking inspiration for for my pitch – they made a TV show out of Kitchen Confidential hmm. uh, in the uh, early mid 2000s, and it wasn't a reality show. Hmm. It was a uh, a comedy drama, I believe, on Fox, starring Bradley Cooper in one of his first like major leading projects. Hmm. Only lasted one season, but he played a chef brought in to manage this restaurant and. Uh, brought in a bunch of people he knew and uh, thing, things of that nature. They were trying to decide whether or not they were going to take the restaurant and its owner for all it's worth or actually make a a run.
0: Uh, at, just uh, Sorry, to cut you off, just in case anyone is hearing that in the background, that is a dog barking. Nothing we can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah. I,
1: I really enjoyed it when it premiered, but it didn't last longer than a season.
0: What was it called? Kitchen Confidential?
1: Kitchen Confidential, the same as, uh, as uh, Anthony's book. Interesting. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I was fascinated by that show just because everything I had seen about kitchens before that was very like, oh, upscale and fine service and silver plates with covers on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's why when I started putting this together, and because Bradley Cooper was in an, a movie about food that I don't like, uh, I wanted to give him another shot. Was it so the,
0: the burn, what was it called? I think it's just called Burnt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's more like an excuse for him to do that same, like, I have serious mental issues thing that he did in Silver Linings Playbook yeah, than it yeah. is to like, he, he, do an actual movie. He does movie.
0: play those, and don't get me wrong, he's, he's great at those roles, but he does do those roles quite mm-hmm. often.
1: So I, I uh, took him as my leading character for this, uh, just because I want him to do something good and lasting with food, <laughs> uh, with uh, director Ryan Johnson. Hmm. Uh, with a uh, sporting cast, Ray Stevenson, and Naomi Harris.
0: Oh, cool, okay. And what kind of characters are they playing? Just more, are they are they cook line, or?
1: Uh, Bradley Cooper is my head chef of this, this restaurant. Uh, Ray Stevenson is his sous chef, and uh, number two in the kitchen, and Naomi Harris is the restaurant owner. And it's basically a uh, a, a movie about scamming people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, to take this even further and have them... Be these, you know, grizzled, grilled uh, veterans (laughs) of the the restaurant business, (laughs) of the restaurant business, Um, who, you know, Naomi Harris's last restaurant did not last uh, because of, I don't know, critical reviews or an economic downturn. Ray Stevenson is kind of an asshole and keeps getting fired from (laughs) jobs. Bradley Cooper is too demanding as a head chef uh, and is not able to get things off the ground. And they're all kind of commiserating about this. Uh, and they want to see essentially how fast they can get a restaurant off the ground mm. and into the public consciousness. And they start taking all these little tips and tri- tricks about creating hype and, you know, severely restricting access to the restaurant at first, like mm-hmm. you know, booking all the tables for the first six months yeah. just so people can't get in that kind of thing, and really upselling all these different food items. Like I want to be there. There to be sequences in the film where. Bradley Cooper and Ray Stevenson are just sort of taking whatever is on hand, and we follow them as they dress this just piece of soul <laughs> as like an incredible sixty dollar per plate fish of the day mm-hmm. meal, uh, not even including the sides, uh, and have it be yeah have it be this whole tracking of a restaurant uh, that they really bamboozle. I it's probably a New York movie, the city of New York into thinking is the big thing. Mm-hmm. without it actually doing any of that
0: yeah, and people yeah. just like having these wild reactions to the food just how stuff. much can they seriously yeah. uh, d- uh uh jip people how much can they seriously trick mm. people i bought 45 of those steaks at costco yeah <laughs>
1: they are paying <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah that's generally what i was trying to put together is just this uh a movie about a scam I, I, i'm trying to think of other movies that are about that way maybe it, it, they kind of like get more serious about it as it goes on remember that movie accepted where they make up a fake yep. college yeah yeah. kind of like that yeah okay. just, there's not a lot of movies i can think of that have that kind of feeling and we to can
0: it. also compare it slightly to uh, our uh, watcher episode where we have the real estate uh oh yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> very slightly but yeah well, that's there's a big twist to that one <laughs> this, this
1: one is just from the start like you know that's the comedy of it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. exploiting every single niche and uh, stereotype and, and trope about the food business that yeah. uh, that we know and other people would know. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's me, Nick. Any, what do you any, got?
0: Well, actually, before you say it, any hmm? titles, oh right, titles. I've
1: uh, got a couple here. I've got Backburner. I've got uh, House Special, and if this note would load. <laughs> uh uh the, my last title was uh was uh, select service.
0: Oh okay. What was it? What was the second one? How Special? Yes. That one that one sounds right on right on point for the for the movie you just mm-hmm. pitched. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick what do you got? That was terrifying. <laughs> um, okay, so the, these are my favorite types of episodes we do because I went in a completely different direction. Hooray! <laughs> um, because this is where you and I get to really hunker down and, and pull this thing together. Um, so I I chose to do it uh, as a basically a political thriller hmm. satire. Um, So it is about a reporter who is uncovering this massive farm-to-table cover-up in Tampa um, and just about, like, you know, what she uncovers and everything. So my director of choice is Jason Reitman. Uh, One of my all-time – actually, probably my favorite satire film of all time is the movie Thank You for Smoking. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think that's – Jason Reitman directed that, obviously, and, you know, he also directed uh, – uh, uh, up in the air, which is a, a great not political thriller, but it was a it was a great you know commentary on on unemployment and all that stuff. Um, and I, I chose him to to direct this film. And the, the, basically, what I came up with here was it's all the president's men meets chef. <laughs> uh, I absolutely adore. so so serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely adore the movie Chef. John Favreau made a masterpiece with that film. Uh, from from a food photography standpoint, it is glorious. From a film standpoint, it's beautiful. and I now am I'm hungry for
1: Cubanos. Legit.
0: <laughs> I have nothing but praise to say about that man and that movie. Um, so my cast includes uh, a reporter who's uh, not named Laura Riley, but based on, obviously, uh, played by Brie Larson. Um, I have the restaurant chef slash owner who she's uh, investigating, played by Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I have her editor-in-chief at the uh, newspaper she works at, which is Laura Linney. And then I also brought in the director of agriculture, uh, played by Steve Carell, (laughs) who's just going to be a total bumbling idiot. Um, (laughs) Like the Secretary of Agriculture of the United States? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, But basically, my idea here is that she is, you know, she's a food critic, and she, she is on on fire with this she is uncovering a massive cover-up in tampa about farm to table and and um you know uh, this one restaurant gaining major popularity by doing things that are completely not you know above the belt uh so you know that's that's basically what i came up with as a as a film it is a political thriller satire um (laughs) A couple of the titles that I came up with, or, or at least uh, the acts that I sort of like uh, positioned is obviously the first act is her discovering the cover up. The second one is gaining leverage to uncover it through her editor and, ah. and getting the information and, and, and resources uh, available to her. Uh, and then act three is getting the restaurant sued and closed down. So she, she <laughs> solves the problem. Uh, a couple of the titles I came up with. The first one I don't want to use because it is actually the title of a book I'm writing. It's, okay. a, it's a, a fiction book about, I'll give the, the small gist of it. It's a horror book about a restaurateur who moves to a small town to open up a new restaurant. Okay, that's um, cool. And that title is Shelf Life, so I don't want to use that one. Ooh. Um, a couple other titles I came up with for this one was Bought the Farm, <laughs> <laughs> um, Market Price, and Behind the Line which is a, a, a chef term uh, for people who are in the in the kitchen. For those of you who aren't in the know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we're hipster douches. We, are. Um, we really are. T- look, I, I love the restaurant industry. That's
1: mm-hmm. what fascinated me the most about reading this article. Yeah. Is like, I would have bought this hook, line, and sinker. 100%. I, <laughs> I,
0: I don't work in it anymore. And honestly, there are many times where I miss working in the restaurant industry. Um, <sighs> yeah, I prefer it. I prefer it to what I do now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe we should just open up a restaurant. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my idea, and uh, it is vastly different from yours, and I would love to see where we kind of put this one together and uh, come okay. up with a film.
1: I think we can kind of Wolf of Wall Street this, because I think there has to be a moment in mine where this is curbed somehow. Okay, in the same way, this like you know the whole entire the entirety of Wolf of Wall Street could not just be the debauchery. Something had right. to happen. Yeah, enter uh, um, Kyle Chandler. Kyle, yeah, thank you. As uh, as the FBI agent, I love that guy. He's so fucking reliable.
0: I fell in love with him in King Kong when he plays like the dastardly leading man in the movie they're making. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I loved him in that, and ever since then, I always look for him. <laughs> and but he does like wind up saving the
1: ball like leading a, yeah. a platoon of soldiers yeah, yeah. with machine guns. <laughs> I mean, he's the dad in Super Eight. Like he's mm-hmm. got a
0: great repertoire.
1: Yeah uh super reliable guy he's in like there's this whole class of actors like that like, i don't know if you know ken marino he's, like, oh he's yeah a absolutely he's kind from of look like what they are you talking about do i know ken marino yeah <laughs> I, they look like they could be brothers and I, we should yeah we should pitch a project around them absolutely but actors of that <laughs> color anyways um so I, th- I think we can combine those pretty easily um if i if we don't want our restaurant people to be in any fashion redeemable
0: well yeah and i think i think the best way to do that is we put in the reporter as a secondary character mm-hmm. and we have the restaurant trying to figure out a way to get past all of this stuff mm-hmm. you know we get bradley cooper if we use adam driver whoever we use uh we get bradley cooper who's just like look this reporter's on to us we're gonna have to start picking up our game and making it look a little bit better mm-hmm. so maybe they're you know they're getting some dishes and maybe they're just they're contacting these these farm to table places and just being like, hey, listen, I know we didn't get this load of food from you guys, but I promise we'll get you next week if you just let them know that we've been. You didn't. You didn't get any supplier. load of food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, but like we'll we'll get you next time. Don't worry about it. Next what? You know when we need to order again. So if you just let them know that we've already been ordering. You keep saying again. I'm not going to be gaslit by you, sir. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. We'll say that we're being supplied by you, and that'll make you guys look good. It's like like an Instagram influencer, you know? The more people eat at our restaurant, the more people are going to want to know that you're supplying us. Not that they can buy directly from you, but...
1: Yeah, you kind of undercut your own sale there. (laughs) You
0: you see how that doesn't help us at all, right? I don't understand. (laughs) Goddamn social media influencers. Oh, God. Yeah, do it for influence. You have 700 followers. I don't care how many followers you have. Pay people to do their job. Yeah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway we art. digress um but i think that's the that's the easiest way to 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 mm-hmm. to write this premise is to have it where we we stick with your original concept and we kind of just throw mine in as a not really a side story but mm-hmm. it is the main plot but it isn't the main character mm-hmm. okay yeah so she yeah she might
1: not wind up being an act one character yeah but definitely she has to be there for the record scratch moment like yes she's asking Sir, she's asking a lot of questions about the menu. Uh, she, she, about the uh, Pretty much every descriptor, she's asking about the grass-fed. Yeah. She's asking about the organic. She's asking about the farm-to-table. She's asking about the freshly caught. Yeah. She says that snapper's out of season, sir. <laughs> I don't know if snap in, a snapper isn't seasoned, sir. <laughs>
0: just look it up! <laughs> but it's like the idea you got, like, these guys don't know anything about farm-to-table or anything about, like, market price or anything like mm-hmm. that. And they're just like, she's she's asking where we get the strawberries. It's like, I don't, I don't know a strawberry field. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Tell her, tell her they're grown on the side of the baseball field at Strawberry Fields. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's the best yeah. idea. We pick them personally, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a great idea. We stick with Act One. It's, it's your premise of them like opening up this restaurant. Like, look, let's cut as many corners as we can yeah. and make as much money as we can. Yeah. And then Act Two, we get Brie Larson knocking down the door, being like, "Hey, mm. I'm here to." Uh, she starts off as the food critic, just like, "Hey, I'm here to review your food," and then she, you know. Eyebrow up, and she starts kind of like hinting mm. at things might be going wrong. Yeah. And eh, that reporter's sniffing around here, and we got to be I, careful. Yeah. I, I like
1: the idea of her being a bit more, um, can't think of a better term, like salt of the earth. Yeah. Food critic. And, and like she just she actually loves the food. She's not like super into food culture, like, right. oh, like you know, the New York Times food section kind of snootery and like you know the restaurant can look shitty on the inside as long as the food is good and those are sometimes my favorite restaurants oh
0: yeah it just depends Uh, on who writes about it too like one of my favorite food critics of all time is pete wells you know Uh the man is a genius and if you read some of his stuff especially when he's tearing a restaurant apart oh my god is it fantastic
1: my favorite food review of all time this is another article i think everyone should check out is the new york times review of peter luger steakhouse Mm. in brooklyn Uh, revising their original score from decades ago of like five stars down to one star. Uh, It is one of the best food reads in my entire life of just like... And also it's an introspective thing of like, is it me? Have I gotten older and more cynical or is this just the driest fucking tomato I've ever put in my mouth? (laughs) Um, It's a great, great read. Um, So yeah, I think in addition to my highlights of Act 1 being uh, showing how we're faking uh, the food dishes and dressing them up and showing how we're exploiting uh, exclusivity culture to make the restaurant the hot topic, uh, we should definitely have some very comedic moments of very upscale restaurant critics just really getting into it and talking just about... Just living that yeah. high life. Mm, it's yeah. just like, ah, uh, oh, sumptuous. Like yeah, that kind like, of thing.
0: we've been waiting for a restaurant like this for mm. years. Finally we have something that is actually true to form.
1: Ugh, <laughs> this artichoke heart going straight to mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like from the frozen aisle of the grocery store.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm putting Vince, Vince D'Onofrio in that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sort of like an Orson Welles is what I'm picturing. Yeah, just a bit of his Orson impression. French wine. Mm. Ah, this is great. Mrs. Powell's (laughs) fish sticks. (laughs) We, We know of a remote farm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I love the idea of them sitting in the room, the restaurant, uh the restaurant the chef and stuff, and they're just like trying to come up with these market prices. Like, mm-hmm. all right, so how much did you get that sirloin steak for? Well, I got a pack of 40 for about like 70 bucks. All right, well, then let's do like 60 bucks a steak.
1: <laughs> this is uh, Google, Google, Google. It's grass-fed. People like that. Joe Rogan just said it. <laughs> Uh, So you know it's going to be big. Obviously organic. Uh, (laughs) Okay, we can't say it's Kobe beef because that's not how that works.
0: Guys, uh, Joe Rogan also said MDMT. Should we put that in as... DMT?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, get some. (laughs) Not for the food, just get some.
0: Now, is that like GMO or... We're going to find out regardless. (laughs) It's like the episode of Bob's Burgers when they're doing the food truck and all the uh, customers keep coming up to Tina. They're like, is this grass-fed? Is this soy? Is this bison?
1: So like uh, the best, really the best beef that you can get um, outside of Kobe beef, which isn't exported, is Australian Wagyu. Yeah. uh, Which is just Japanese beef that's raised in Australia. They're cheating. (laughs) I, I, I want Naomi Harris to be using her. Her business acumen to f- like forge international export notices saying that they got Australian A five Wagyu <laughs> and things like that. Almost a nod to Money Penny behind the desk. They, you know what I mean?
0: They they rob an inventory truck that's going to McDonald's with beef patties. <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> they just bring in a shit ton of McDonald's patties. <laughs> here's here's something that just popped into my head. Um, it's a uh, sort of a reduction. Uh, of mac and cheese breaking it down to its elements and it's just noodles al dente with a slice of cheese on it (laughs) and it's the number one seller
0: (laughs) they're coming up with all these desserts and stuff like it's a beautiful strawberry demi-glaze on top of this creme brulee and it's literally just like um, it's like Nesquik strawberry syrup (laughs) they toasted it (laughs) and You really can trick people in so many ways. With oh, it's these so things. easy. It's
1: so like easy. Uh, one of the things we did to really upsell steaks in the restaurant I worked at is they would come out. We had these specially made by a carpenter. We had these wood blocks, and we would heat stones in the oven, and put it into the wood block on a holder, mm. and put the steaks on it. We didn't cook steaks to temperature. Yeah. We put them on the stone, and it would cook to your liking yourself as you cut it, which saved us a shitload of time. Yeah, and people fucking loved the look of it.
0: Oh yeah, it's like even just oh, a regular okay, New York strip, people mm-hmm. were losing their minds. Yeah, it's I mean, look, it's the same as when I shoot burgers. Do you know how many friggin' toothpicks are in those things? Yeah, burgers Sick- are by their nature yeah saggy. Yeah, they're not they're not meant to stand up right. They're yeah. not meant to be layered that way, and we don't cook them. You don't need to cook the. I mean, this again, this is food photography. This is edible. Uh, it's just browned. But- yeah, yeah. It's, you, just, you just, you know, you put it on the, you sear it a little bit on the pan so it looks nice on the outside. You brush it with a little bit of olive oil, and then maybe you spritz it with, like, a, a water fan, yeah. and it just looks gorgeous. That's part of the movie, too, is running their Instagram account. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram
1: is, like, one of the best ways to get your food out there these days. Oh,
0: that's a great idea, because we can bring in, like, a character that's, like, you know, the young college student that's doing their instagram and she's just totally about faking this shit mm-hmm. like she's like all on board <laughs> let's do a dessert spread uh should i scoop the ice
1: cream now or wait i don't want it to melt no no no. we're using mashed potatoes hell yeah we are what do you what do you mean well the ice cream's gonna melt and the mashed potatoes look fluffier so i'm gonna get some <laughs> pink dye <laughs> I, I love that they do that
0: yeah that's hey. That's what. They, that's yeah. also what they're eating in the good place instead yeah. of frozen yogurt.
1: <laughs> and it, it sort of spirals like now. It, it's almost the Ponzi scheme of foods. Absolutely. So like Ray Stevenson is is a, a giant and terrifying man. Uh, so I think he's going to start getting violent with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
0: maybe maybe openly sabotaging other restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> They're just saying things about the other restaurants that's true about theirs, but yep. not, that, not the I, other ones. I
1: watched some kind of reference to the Punisher War Zone when <laughs> Ray Stevenson played Frank Castle. Just walking away. I set up a gas leak in the other restaurant. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh. Should I not uh, have done that? Well... I didn't leave a fire, so it's not going to explode. But when they get in tomorrow, their gas bill is going to be pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's
0: not doing anything yeah. actually. It's like, so too sinister. Dangerous. He
1: keeps trying to do these things, but like he doesn't know the end game.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, enter Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So she comes in. She's the food critic. She eats there, and she's thinking like, you know, this this stuff is pretty good, but. Maybe she like me. She meets with uh, Bradley Cooper, and she sees maybe he's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like you know, you know. I'm he's thinking, a I think we should go with Adam Driver. You want to go with Adam yeah, Driver? Yeah. Okay. So she goes with Adam Driver, or we go with Adam Driver, and uh, you know she meets with him, and she sees it a little bit off, you know. But she's like, oh, he's a rent, he's a restaurateur. He's probably just a little bit scummy, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then all yeah. of a sudden, she starts kind of like thinking things through. Maybe she overhears something from mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, who'd you say? Naomi, Naomi Watts. Uh, Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris. Money paid. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Naomi Harris. Um, maybe you know she sees something. Uh, her talking to Ray Stevenson or something like that, and just like, hmm, mm. I, I heard something about market price, and it just didn't equal. It didn't add yeah. up correctly. You there's, know? A, uh, there's a there's
1: a turn of phrase that I really love that William S. Burroughs came up with. Uh, it's called "naked lunch," mm-hmm. which is the sort of almost dissociating moment of utter clarity when a person looks down at their fork and realizes what is at the end of it. And that doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. It's just like your brain suddenly goes, this is the muscle tendon of a cow and blood used to run (laughs) through it like this. That's naked lunch. Like you just suddenly have this complete disassociation from everything. So what is her naked lunch moment that makes her...
0: I think we do a nice little nod to the article and we do something with the molten lava cake.
1: Mmm, okay.
0: But I don't know exactly how.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Here's and we oh we can do the closest of high def close up photography for this. Uh she's cutting it into the molten lava cake and it's good. Other people are enjoying it, and she's buying into it. And then we change the the lighting and the saturation of the film
0: mm-hmm.
1: from this very warm restaurant style chef look to it to a very stark one all of a sudden. Okay. As she sees just a little bit of clear plastic wrapping in it Mm. from the just bagged ganache that they would get yes from a shop right bakery. Yeah, 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 and that's the naked lunch moment. That's and then she the kind of just
0: pulls it out and she looks at it real close, mm-hmm. puts it in like a little baggie or something or in her purse. Yeah, because they're
1: like, oh, every morning we get up, uh, our uh, our dessert chef gets up at four o'clock to mix butter and cream and yep. and chocolate and make the ganache for the lava cake, and she's like, <laughs> like almost like it's it just it's this little piece of a frozen bag, just that little piece, and that's yeah. what topples this otherwise incredibly Maybe, maybe it says game. like
0: the brand on it like it or mm. not even the whole name but like it says a couple letters of the branding mm-hmm. or something like that. So <laughs> I'm she seeing to,
1: the shop right ass. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. She starts <laughs> investigating that trying to figure out what that logo is yeah. where it comes from. It's freaking Applebee's or whatever. Yeah.
1: Major just grocery store. chain. Yeah. Not yeah. even yeah. like a, a Whole it's a, Foods. Yeah.
0: It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a uh, stop yep. and shop. <laughs> that, and
1: that's it. That's that's kind of similar to the all the president's men moment. Of yeah. Like, Absolutely. Well this is weird and the money goes that
0: oh something's not right oh she looks over and she like you said she sees all these people enjoying it and they're just like "Mm." do you oh my god do you do you want to get donald sutherland to play like the the restaurant insider who gives her tips well, as a like nod to Deep Throat, the, the insider, <laughs> as in like he works at the restaurant, he's trying he, to shut it down, or he's just like in
1: the restaurant business, and he's like, follow this. Okay, so the line in all the presidents' men is follow the money. Yeah, when yeah. He's deep Throat just follow the supply lines. Yeah. there's no way they're getting all of this every day at a new location.
0: We we gotta tweak it though. It's gotta be follow the ingredients.
1: Yes. You follow the ingredients. Yes, bitch. <laughs> this is the money maker right here. This
0: is why we do this podcast.
1: Who's the most beautiful bitch in the goddamn world? <laughs> you are.
0: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> uh, that is, is totally the tagline of this film follow the ingredients. Follow the ingredients. He just, like, he meets her in the back alley. Like, she's walking out the back, and, like, you know, one of the friggin'. Uh, one of the bus boys has taken out the trash and he's standing there leaned up against the, uh, leaned Smoke. up against the wall smoking a cigar <laughs> and he just leans over to her and he says, <sighs> follow the ingredients. And uh, she just looks at him like, I'm sorry. Wait, no, it wasn't Donald Sutherland
1: in all the president's men. Was it? It was, uh, Hal Holbrook. Oh yeah. yeah. Right now. I'm, now I've confused myself. Oh, but, I wasn't
0: sure if you were just bringing in Sutherland because you loved him. I or do. <laughs> I do love him. I think Hal
1: Holbrook is retired though. Okay.
0: Well then I'll tell you what, we don't use Donald Sutherland. We use Kiefer. We use Kiefer Sutherland as the restaurateur insider trying to shut this place down. Oh, my goodness. Fictional portrayals. Yeah, it was Hal Holbrook and all the
1: President's Men. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know why Donald Sutherland came to my head. I think he played a snitch in something else.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially in, like, the 70s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah, Hal Holbrook's retired and 90 years old, so we're not getting him. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah, I like the idea of it being Donald Sutherland. Oh, he was in JFK.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yep. what it was. Yep,
1: yep. Colorado okay, Stone. that's yeah. why I'm, I'm confusing my <laughs> my political scandals. All <laughs> right, so yeah, yeah, then he's just giving her tips. Okay, and then uh, the whole thing comes crashing down. I think at first there's got to be, as there always are in great journalism stories, like yeah. the one you're trying to do, the backlash to her personally. Okay. Because yeah, that always happens when, like, people are told they can't have the thing they like anymore. Yeah, or that it was counterfeit. They immediately go after the person and their credibility, especially <laughs> with journalists. I'm like, well, fuck you, then. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, she has to essentially spend. Normally, this is something that would immediately topple a restaurant uh, or this investigation that she's doing. But people yeah. are so invested in the concept that they would rather dismiss her. She has to surmount public opinion.
0: It's it's literally. Um... It's, it's literally out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. These people are like, look, we don't care. This yeah. place is making money. The real estate is up. Mm-hmm. And people are buying this stuff. And the the lines around the corner, that looks good for the city. Yeah. So you better shut up and stop doing what you think you're doing and get Fuck on you. board. Well, I had a good time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. The
1: mayor dines here. <laughs> <laughs> There's Joe Rogan eating a steak. Stop <laughs> popping up on he, my podcast, Joe Rogan. You've got own your own. MDMT. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just dmt so you're thinking of mdma i don't know why i'm saying mdmt dmt i can,
1: he's got s- his I own... can show you i can sell you a bag of oregano couldn't i he's get, yeah
0: <laughs> he's got his own cryo uh cryo uh what is he yeah, cryo him? chamber yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god yep <Yeah. laughs> shit <laughs> so um are we Who? uh who is your director again uh, my director was Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson or Jason Reitman. I'm still pretty high on Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, now, well, okay, so here's the thing, though. Think... Knives Out, does that... Fa- I'm trying to think of... Uh, obviously, it doesn't matter. Any I think director. for the turn this is taking now,
1: I would probably vote for Reitman. Yeah, I think so, point, too. Because we've essentially combined certain notions of Thank You for Smoking with the more... Like, the very, very stark turn to reality that happens in Up in the Air. Yeah, absolutely Um, so he he's he's got both of those kind of thematically locked down
0: um yeah no i agree with that so we after you know uh, brie larson shows up she starts to uncover what are we doing here for act three what is the are are we are we finalizing it in in her standpoint where she actually does get this to go over or Mm. do we go the 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 subtle not really an ending route and just say look shut up everyone likes it it doesn't matter Mm. you know yeah, that's interesting. I think you know we still got to track the restaurant people,
1: mm-hmm. and I think uh, Act Three is is more than their their scam going to follow them trying to to spin and uh, and keep up
0: appearances. What if what if our insider is someone working in the restaurant that doesn't want to be tricking the customers? Mm-hmm. What if it's someone who really is truly like I, I want to do farm to table and I want to spend the money and make this? Oh place. yeah,
1: like the the most junior chef in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Who's got stars in their eyes about yep. what cooking is? Like, yeah, I just yeah. graduated the Culinary
0: Institute of America. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in the end, they end up like taking over the restaurant, and it turns around, and it actually becomes more popular. Yeah, Amer- America's hottest new chef is nineteen. <laughs>
1: uh, Finn Wolfhard, yes, <laughs> on the cover on the cover of, f- of food magazine with his arms <laughs> crossed like Gordon Ramsay. And giant that's the hair. That's the tag of the film. <laughs> this whole thing has tumbled down. And then maybe, like, Brie Larson winds up leaving food criticism because of how dirty this whole process was. Yeah. And, like, now she's seen how the sausage was made.
0: Literally. Yeah. Um,
1: but she gets a vastly better job as just, like, an investigative reporter.
0: Okay. See, I was going to say, or do we turn it on its side and we make it that, like, she ends up getting a job someplace that's, like, logically far worse than being a food critic? Mm-hmm. Like, you know... I don't know. I like...
1: I mean I don't want to punish her.
0: Yeah, true, true, true.
1: I'm just I'm talking more about a character arc of just like you know, you you, you can't
0: unlearn how the sausage was made. Does she does win wanna keep doing this? Does she win a Pulitzer for her article? Hmm. Or as Donald Trump would say, a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think
1: maybe she's disillusioned at the fact that people are taking it more, um, are, are running with the feelings of that article. Yeah. And like the restaurant business as a whole is yeah, suffering. Yeah. yeah. Which is not something she wanted, but now she's introduced this element of distrust.
0: Yeah. I like and, that. Um,
1: then she, you know, I think, I think her code to the film has to be really working. Uh, we see her working very hard to highlight great things about food. Mm-hmm. And the in the restaurant industry.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where that's where Finn Wolfhard comes into play, mm-hmm. because you know they they he ends up taking over the restaurant. It ends up <laughs> becoming more successful and 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 properly so. Yep. Um, but what? it's still she's
1: got that bit of cynicism to it. That's how she sells it is yeah. because he's just out of school.
0: I, I'm trying to think of a way where we can like we can't really. I don't think we can like put Adam Driver and Ray Stevenson in jail. Because, like in the article, she talks about how like the first offense is basically like a five hundred dollars fine. Yeah,
1: it's not technically like you it's know, not like they
0: can be disbarred. Felony from... fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah, but they lose the restaurant. Yeah, definitely. For sure.
0: And maybe, and maybe because of that, no one ever, no one wants to hire them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have to leave the restaurant business fully. Yep. Um, it's just punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am pretty solid on all of this. Um, yeah we found we found the pathos as we usually do pretty quickly though meandering
1: with our jokes
0: (laughs) like pretty quickly actually because Mm -hmm. like you know we usually when it's something where we're both on totally opposite sides it usually takes us a little while to kind of find a balance or or choose one over the other we found a really good journey for these two films to kind of Mm -hmm. progress together um and I I I really like this idea and I really want to watch Chef (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, now we got to we got to do the last thing, which is hash the title. Yep. Yeah. So mine were uh, back burner, uh, house special, and select service. What were
0: yours? I got bought the farm, market price, or behind the line. Um, okay. House special, I really like market price. I think I like behind the line makes the most sense from Brie Larson's character standpoint. hmm But I think I think house special. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: Hmm. It's got a good sound to it. Yeah, it would I, look think on it, I think it
0: fits. I can't think of any of the others that kind of like fit as good as that one does. Mm-hmm. So we got House Special with director Jason Reitman. Cast Adam Driver as the restaurateur slash head chef. Mm-hmm. We got Ray Stevenson as the sous chef. Naomi Harris was... What What was her job again? She's the owner of the restaurant. Oh, she's the owner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Harris is the owner. And she's in on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Brie Larson as the investigative reporter. And we have Donald Sutherland as the restaurant insider. Maybe he's been in the restaurant business so long he does work there. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course Finn Wolfhard as well, uh, as like just maybe he's not even a chef. Maybe Little he's baby chef. A, maybe he's an aspiring chef, <laughs> and he's actually just like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a waiter or a server. Oh uh,
1: yeah, there's all kinds of different positions. Yeah. Probably not a dishwasher. We don't want to go no, from there yeah, to there. No, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like you know I, I guess yeah just the basic. Third-rate chef just starting out his first job. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to the CIA, but he's yeah. you know he's 19 and he's just he's just trying doing to, like prep. Yeah, he's he's getting an idea for the restaurant industry yeah. and how it works, cutting onions and <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Yep, yeah, yeah. He's just chopping shit on the line. Yep, perfect. Um, damn, I, I that one came together real quick.
1: Yeah, I think we were we were Jonesing to do an episode for so long. Yeah, we, that's
0: true cuz we've been on we've been on par to keep this going at a at a normal pace and unfortunately except for God. Yeah. The hurricane made that a little bit difficult. Um I think I mean that's that's what we got, right? Are we are we uh are we good with that? Do we want to add anything to it before we close up? I'm ha- I'm happy with that. We got to
1: explore some comedy, a little bit of scamming, doing yeah. some fun stuff with faking food. And- yeah. You know, and uh, as I as I said, I think in the previous episode, uh, if I was going to make a movie similar to Wolf of Wall Street, I have to take stronger moral tact on it, than that did, and I think yeah. we have in this.
0: Yeah, yeah, by yeah. By making the the investigation the bigger part of it. That's interesting, considering what we did with the last episode uh, with Ray's pizza and, and talking about the mafia, and and not in a romantic. Mm-hmm. And not in a romantic way. We're kind of yeah. following through with that same.
1: I, th- I think ultimately this is a more this is a more romantic film, but not about yes. food, about journalism.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's great. I love it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I, I don't know if this episode was a little bit short. It might have been. Uh, we're almost forty five minutes. Okay, so we're you know we're we're, we're at a normal at a normal pace. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. We will be back every other Thursday. We recorded this on Tuesday the eleventh, so this will be out on Thursday the thirteenth. Um, check us out wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. We are hosted on Podbean. Please like, subscribe, comment. Again, please send us emails. We want to, we really would love to do a listener episode. Uh, we'd love to be able to get some pitches from you guys. Or, uh, if you have an article and you want to pitch it, send that to us and we'd love to read it on air so that we can, uh, Get that out there and, and let people know about everyone else's ideas. This isn't just about us. We want people to be creative. We want the juices flowing for us and for you.
1: Mm, um, juices. Because
0: <laughs> food. Um, <laughs> on top of that, there's not much else to say. Follow us, WDYG Podcast at Facebook, WDYG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, like, subscribe, everything I just said. Share, have fun, review, and uh, share with your friends. We'd love... Uh, We'd love some more listeners, and uh, we've been getting a, a, a couple more, and actually, places all over the country, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Jam it down your friends' throats, guys. Put Please it on do. in long car rides. Because we do it all the time. Yep. <laughs> uh, we force them to watch and listen. <laughs> uh, no,
1: guys, guys, give me the remote. Give me the remote. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. You got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. It's
0: a goddamn podcast again, Rob. <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: Why are you changing your voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, as always, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss.